0: Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast. My name is Alice Bell and I'm joined this week again by Colm O'Hearn. Hi there, a tired
1: and uh, kind of reflective Colm O'Hearn. Wow. But a Colm O'Hearn nonetheless.
0: <laughs> what happened to you over the bank holiday column that's made um, you tired and reflective? <laughs> I don't know, I was, I was plucking for a word and I just, cho- I, just okay. I ran
1: with reflective. That's fine. Um, uh, do you know what, it was just, it was nice. It was a very chilled bank holiday weekend. And nothing it wrong was with that. The, to, it was quite difficult kind of hearing my alarm this morning going, yeah, I have to get up at half six, you bastard, which um, was ni- it's nice every now and again to not
0: do that, you know? True. And did you have a lovely bank holiday weekend? I did. It was great fun. I ate one and a half roasts. You ate one and a half roasts? Yeah, well, me... I <laughs> mean, over the course of a couple of days, that's no. pretty normal. <laughs> Like in one sitting. In one sitting? That was well done. What? Um, well, me and four of my... Well, yeah, me and four of my friends, but only four of us ended up eating, went to uh, a pub that did two for £20 roasts. Uh, and so we decided to get six between the four of us. That makes for sense. That is just, yep. That's <laughs> my sensible thing to do. Uh, so we ate one and a half roast. It was really funny, actually. Like... We t- The bonus roasts, the YOLO roasts... Bonus roasts. <laughs> the YOLO roasts were torn apart quite quickly. But even though we had six roasts, we still ended up fighting over the proteins. Like, uh, I oh had.
1: Good. Well, uh, you know, growing boys and girls, you need to... It, was, your-
0: it got pretty vicious. Like, I had some pork on my plate and my friend Dean literally forked, like... He attacked my plate with what? his cutlery to fork some...
1: Yeah. Was there not any ground rules... Surely you don't attack another
0: man or woman's plate. Right, he said he thought I was done, but I wasn't done. Not by H- had a you? Um, did he ask? That's generally you. No, I had to parry his cutlery with mine. <laughs> and, then, and then we, we realised like, different proteins have different currency, right? Because like, we got two chicken, two pork and two beef. But nobody wanted the chicken. Okay. like The chicken was not in high demand.
1: So the, did the two chickens become the bonus roasts?
0: Well, kind of. We were sort of swapping stuff around quite a bit. Mm. It was nice. It was very kind of communal. (laughs) Apart from the fighting over the protein.
1: Did the waiter slash waitress at all kind of any given point say so you want six (laughs) roasts
0: Hang on, let me, one, two,
1: three, like, did they, did
0: they no. not gonna put, put that
1: together? Or not? Although we, w-
0: we did have quite a big, there was a very vehement discussion over whether we should get six roasts or not. And my friend Daz was like slamming his hand on the table. And then he threw pound coins on the table and yelled, who will match my vigor? Because he was really in favor of getting the two bonus roasts. It seems so, yeah. And she walked up, I saw her approach the table, shake her head and then walk off again. I mean, I I'm no came back honest. No, I know, right? <laughs> but it's terrible, lovely. You were
1: full, full boys and girls post roast. Yeah, I
0: ate disgusting amount of food. That was good. my bank
1: holiday weekend. That's standard.
0: Uh, we hope everyone has had a good bank holiday weekend as well. I'm going to apologise for it's quite quiet at the moment. But in case the uh, the road the building works start up again, mm. in in case there's any vehicle reversing, we're about two thirds done. I think on the soundproofing mm. for the new podcast bit. So we are, we're on the way. News this week in the video games world. It's going to be a bit of a Nintendo news blast to start with. Uh, Because first of all, they've announced the 2DS XL. Ooh, what's that? Well, I mean, it looks sort of like a luxury DS. Like, that's all I can kind of describe it as okay right I mean you've seen it right it's like it's, um, yeah but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a similar form it's like you know it's a sandwich gone back to being a sandwich again uh, yeah so it's it's the bigger
1: version of the 2DS that came out ooh
0: La- two
1: years ago I want to say two years
0: because well, the 2DS is just a flat yeah thing
1: it's, yeah, like, it, it's, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't have the, the clamshell uh, kind of opening thing um, and yeah, it doesn't allow... You, you can't, can't look at 3D things on it. It's pretty, pretty standard. And it, ha- and it now has the extra circle pad that the 3 d XL has. So, I mean... It, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> cool. I don't know. Like, the, the one interesting thing about this is that on the same day this is out, you have the new Pikmin, ga- Pikmin mm-hmm. game, which yeah. is brilliantly titled, Hey, Pikmin! Great. Uh, you have the Doctor <laughs> Kawashima's brain, m- brain training, training thing, yeah, and you have the third one, which escapes me right now. But there's there's three new games coming to the 3DS on the same day. The 2DS XL is out. Uh, which kind of backs Nintendo's claims from God I don't know whenever a m- month two more ago when they were kind of saying that the Switch isn't our new handheld the Switch is its own thing and it, it has the ability to be used as a handheld. However, we're not forgetting about our 3DS and that yeah. is still very prominent. Yeah. So like they're <laughs> they're giving it a stab
0: anyway at least. Yeah. You know? I mean it. They've. Kind of like they. This kind of leads into the the other Nintendo news blast. There are three parts of it, I guess. So the secondary part is their fiscal year earnings report, which was uh, as of the thirty first of March. They released their financial year report, basically. Um, and the 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 three DS actually is still doing very well for them. Mm. Uh, I think it was like software and hardware for the three DS is up around. I want to say. I will check that. Um, So that's still very much a thing for them. Yeah. Uh, But this, like, the 2DS XL just does just look like a luxury. I don't... Well, I suppose, like, like, I remember when the first... uh,
1: When the 2DS originally came out, and it was kind of positioned as kind of more for kids. Yeah. Because... Three D can be harmful for, for, their for eyes. the for their little developing eyes.
0: True. Uh it is I don't have a European price point yet. I don't think anyone does, but it's a hundred and forty nine dollars. So it is cheaper. So a hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, two hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh so it is uh it is cheaper than the three D S XL walls mm. and stuff. So I mean yeah, it's fine. It comes know. in orange and white and turquoise and black.
1: I'm a fan of the the orange and white. Numbers. Are you? Uh, I like um, the turquoise and black one. We'll, we'll we'll yeah we'll we'll go the opposite one. So we'll be so cool when we're sitting on park benches playing our two XLs <laughs> together. Yeah, right. But there, uh, like if if someone was to only come into the 3DS, no, the 3DS family mm-hmm. with the two DSXL, yeah, like uh, you have a massive slate of games to choose from. So, like, yeah, the price point, I think, is on the money, uh, and this is, yeah, I I think as a device for for the kids, I think think it's it's all right, it's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks fine. It it does look more sort of... Toy-like? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say, than the the grown-up one that you can get Luigi cases for, (laughs) like, Um. (laughs) Uh, so yeah I I, I guess you're right I mean the the other part of the fiscal earnings thing which does it does make me laugh um, the switch has done well so the switch is shipped which is not the same as sold but near as it means have been sent to shops uh, 2.74 million units which is you can read it near as damn it as sold Mm. yeah and the the Breath of the Wild Zelda Breath of the Wild
1: obviously less because why why would someone why would you buy the game and not have the console so So if the Switch was what 2.74 so I'm guessing Zelda I don't know 2.5 maybe
0: ish so 2.76 million copies of Zelda Breath of the Wild were sold how why why (laughs) what person what are you doing with your
1: life that you've bought the fucking game and not the actual console
0: well, uh, Nintendo speculated that people were buying two copies, so one that they could play and then one that they could keep as, like you know, keep mint. Again, I'm but sorry. Why? Why? What are you well, doing? It's not with your like life? it's rare,
1: right? Like it's, exactly. Uh, it's not a fucking collectible. It might be in 50 years time, potentially. But like, you're—I mean, you're playing the long game there
0: like I don't, I
1: don't know that boggles boggles my mind uh, Courses for courses it
0: could also be that um, because the Switch it sold out several times at different um, places so it could be the people got Zelda in expectation of getting their Switch fair yeah yeah because yeah. they were just super excited and they were like just like, look at just the just box vibrating with excitement for Zelda yeah. read the manual over and over yeah but this is a, like it's done really well the switch like uh i think it was estimated from uh this place called super data which kind of does projections of stuff that it would do about 2.4 million so it's done more than that uh it's done more than nintendo expected uh and this is as well only a month after it came out Mm. because this fiscal earnings report was up to the 31st of march and the switch came out third Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, so le-
1: less than a month. Yeah. So, it's done really well, really quickly. And, like, it looking like Bomberman has sold like 500k, nearly, I think, or just over. Snipperclips was like 320
0: or something. Mario Kart 8 has, uh, the deluxe version, has done super well. So, like, already. half a mil yeah. in fucking two minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it, well. You can, like most things, you can spin this one of two ways. Is that, from your point of view, is that the Switch doing gangbusters, everyone loves it, this is amazing? Or is that, yeah, people buy the console and they like it, and they're just taking whatever games are coming out for it? Like, it's like, oh, new game, okay, buy it.
0: It, I mean, possibly. It's, I think, on track to easily do better than the Wii U. The Wii U's tanked, obviously, now that the Switch is out. It's down 77% on hardware sales in mm. the, uh, the Wii um, the Wii i mean, it, it won't have to maintain as much momentum now to beat the Wii U already, because the Wii U did shocking.
1: Not great, no. Didn't do great. No.
0: Um, and I think it probably will. I mean, it does depend, because still, we still got the new Mario game to come out as well.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, you have the Mario game out in the summer. Uh, Splatoon... Or sorry. Out in Christmas. And you have Splatoon, Splatoon out in the summer. Splatoon yeah. So, like, there is... I, I mean... Yeah, it, it, is, it is doing brilliantly. And, like, over the course of, as you say, less than a month, there has been some terrific games. Um, I just... Yeah, I, I want to see more new games for us. Like, Mario Kart 8. I played on the Wii U. And I loved... It's mm-hmm. a terrific game, but uh, I, w- I want n- I want new things. I'm not a major fan of revisiting. That's why, why that's why kind of remasters never really take my fancy because I've I've already played it. I've I've done that. That period of my life is over. I I want to move <laughs> on now to the next thing, the upgraded version, uh, which I know. Yes, all right. Technically, it is called Mario Kart it, it looks nicer and has like. An upgraded battle mode, which I haven't played, but it's meant to be better than the shit that was on the other one. <laughs> um But yeah, I, 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 kind of, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want I want new games, new stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's. What I am looking forward to seeing the um the Mario game where he's got a hat with eyes that. Or and that. walking, walking around this the earth city with yeah. real people, real people, like that episode of The Simpsons where he goes three D. Yep. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, speaking of upgraded versions of things, Zelda DLC. Very good, Alice Burke. Thank you. Uh, It's the first time that a Zelda game has had DLC. It's got, like, story DLC as well. But the first piece, I believe, uh, coming out is not story. It's just extra stuff, basically. Extra things. And Nintendo has detailed the first piece of DLC. Coming to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. um, It's, first of all, you can play dress up, which I know you were excited by. Very excited,
1: yeah, ja. very excited to put masks on Link's face. Uh, One so mask in particular, just because I like—I just like how it works. Majora's mask, perfect. Yes, it is a mask. I'm going to put Majora's mask on Link's face.
0: Yep, there you go. So you can, yeah, you can wear Majora's mask. Uh, it also has a hard mode, which makes enemies. That like bigger bastards basically adds some super hard enemies you might not have seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds, um, and I like the the trial of the sword. It's called, um, which is uh, a like a challenge mode, a kind of like survival, like waves the, of enemies. Yeah, so of.
1: it's like a kind of a horde mode, just kind of waves of enemies. Yep, like forty five different rooms, kind of thing where you start off with no weapons or armor, I believe. And I'm guessing you just kind of, at the end of each yep. wave, you kind of get new stuff. And apparently there's like, if you complete it, it's like the, the line that Nintendo are kind of spinning is is like, it unlocks the true power of the Master
0: Sword or something yeah. like that.
1: It's very vague in a way, whatever it is. I don't yeah.
0: Know. Uh, there's some other nice clothes as well. So you've got um, Tingle's outfit, which is just kind of like a little... Like a little elf, basically. Little green tights. Uh, you've got a Korok mask, which will vibrate if you get near any of the 900, 900 Korok seeds yep. in the game. Uh, and Midna's helmet as well. And then there's some Phantom armor, um, which is like the phantoms in, you know, Phantom... Less, that. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think that's kind of like... There's, oh, it adds a path.
1: This is the fucking cool thing. So, I, 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 to be honest with you, I thought you were leading up to that. This is, I, I think the path mode is fucking really cool.
0: So it basically tracks where you've been on the map over like 200 hours. So you can see where you've been and also potentially where you haven't been. So you can go, oh, fuck me, I haven't been to that bit and, and go there Um that I I don't. I'm not as excited about it as oh, you apparently are. I, I
1: I think that above all else, this is the thing that actually potentially makes me go. I might give Zelda. A go. I mean, I mean, I am. I do. I, I will give Zelda a go eventually when there is time in my fucking life. But this Jesus. this this intrigues me. Or kind of more. I don't know. This kind of pulls me in more because what is daunting about Zelda is the sheer the breadth of Breath of the Wild. Nice. Like because it's so huge you've no way to tell where you've been or fucking anything like that Mm -hmm. and I know people will say oh that's because you need to oh you need to really um, it's because you shit at the game you, you, like. need, you need to get the exploration you need to kind of like oh find the se- se- secret hidden things and da-da-da. it's like yeah fine but I am an adult as well and I don't have fucking 300 hours to kind of piss away right so I don't want to double back on myself and go to areas that I have been previously and I just think it looks really it just looks nice and it looks like even the way it kind of draws out the little line as you um, I don't know I'm guessing there's some button or something you press to kind of like register your Path and it kind of shows you where you've been, and I think it's really cool. I mean, because like for, because the world is quite large, so I don't know. I I, yeah. I, I think it's cool. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's cool. I don't think it's. I think it, it's a cool thing. Yeah, but I don't think it's like as amazing. Like you don't I don't think not it's not
1: a game changer. Do you think anything in this DLC is
0: not necessarily personally? But um, that, well, I mean, it, does it
1: not excite you as a Zelda fan?
0: really i mean like the the par thing is cool i guess but uh, like dragon age inquisition does that so you can see where you've been on the map and stuff yeah
1: but, but the, the, I, yeah the, I the, the, the hadn't so
0: like yeah yeah it's cool uh the, the thing about this though is that like the they'll. The, the, i lost i lost my tongue there where with the zelda dlc you can't buy one of them separately you have mm-hmm. to buy both you have to get the the season pass Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, 20 quid, $20. $20, yeah. So, I mean, you you could get it now and gamble that you're going to like the story bit, which is the next chunk. I'd wait, personally, and see what people would thought you? of it. Yeah. What would you do? Um, I think...
1: Like, I think if I was, like, a hardened Zelda fan that had been playing since launch, I've probably put... Fucking 150 hours into it anyway. And this is a purely yeah. hypothetical situation because this is not me whatsoever. Yep. But I've put 150 hours into it and I am looking for more. I want yeah. more. I lo- this is the best game ever made. So I want more of it. Which is the <laughs> fucking common consensus, right? Yeah. Um, and like from from that person's point of view, I think the hard mode is a real sell. Yeah. Because of like giving you... Because uh, it basically makes the. What are the lads called? Hubbubble. So, whatever the fuck they're called. It basically. Pu- ra- it
0: ratches up the, ratchets up the difficulty of enemies. So, uh, the example they gave was uh, the red buckoblins. That's the word. Would become blue ones who are tougher. Yeah. So, like, it it, it basically. Yeah.
1: So, it, wherever there would have been red, there will now be blue. And wherever there would have been blue, there will be blah, 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 blah. Um, and also the fact that there will be enemies that aren't in. The normal version, which is yeah, I, I I I would imagine for your kind of really fucking deep in there Zelda fans, there would be that would be the main kind of selling point.
0: Mm-hmm. It adds a the other thing it adds a little um, in the hard mode, There are little platforms suspended by balloons, just in the air, and if you can get to them, you have to fight an enemy. But then there might be treasure. Oh.
1: Yeah. Oh, there might be treasure. Well, so it's it. like
0: Well, I think there will probably be treasure. <laughs> um other big news from last week, which happened just after the uh the podcast recording, so we couldn't properly cover it. Um but Call of Duty World War Two was officially announced. What? having been unofficially announced <laughs> a few days previously. Um November the 3rd mm-hmm. for the release.
1: Remember, remember the 3rd of November, yep. <laughs> as they always say. That old chestnut.
0: Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah. So in time for Christmas. I uh,
1: mean, yep. It's always the start of November. There's always a Call of Duty game. And this time it's a World War Two one. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, cool. I mean, the, the the presentation was like a half an hour long thing where showed off the trailer at the start and then kind of had this kind of live show where they chatted to people from Sledgehammer Games and like it was all very much a we're going to announce like yes there is co-op but we're going to say fuck all about it which we'll get on to in a second. Yeah. Yes there is multiplayer and there is this kind of like a brief few little bits but yeah that's all we're going to say about it. The majority of it was the kind of the story mode mm-hmm. and kind of like even chatting to the, the actors for a small bit about it. And kind of, uh, like we spoke last week about, about how it would be cool if they did some of the more untold stories. It would be cool if they didn't do D-Day, Coleman. <laughs> man.
0: What are they doing?
1: <laughs> D-Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really going hard on what are the big things that people know about World War no, II. D-Day. Let's do them. Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. Um, so like... I I don't know. But they are, I, again, like, I think I mentioned this last week, like, they're really pushing the kind of Band of Brothers sort of tone. People
0: keep making jokes about boots on the ground because... Um, Jesus
1: Christ, they couldn't have said it more. Because actually, phrase.
0: yeah, actually just, it was like some sort of tick. Like, they had to keep saying boots on the ground. and that, it, and
1: It was boots on the ground or back to our roots. Yep. Those were the two things that they just... They were like, have we mentioned... About the great boots on the ground gameplay in this game, which has gone back to our roots. You
0: have. You can have we plans. do a reaction video for the Call of Duty trailer where it's just a shot of the floor and then we can drop my, uh, Your my boots, boots onto it. <laughs> uh, but like at the same time, it does.
1: It's what they, like to be fair to them, they make a good trailer. Yeah. Like, you oh, know, yeah. They make a great little sizzle reel mm. of what you, what you can expect. Um,
0: do you think it's going to spark because when Battlefield 1 happened, there was a bit of a discussion about how games treat, you know, that it should be treated respectfully and all that kind of stuff, which never really happened before with the, all the World War 2 stuff. Do you think because that happened there's going to be another discussion about it this time? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Like there will people will go through this with a fine-tooth comb, especially <laughs> when At the beginning of the presentation, they had this cool little behind-the-scenes video of everyone at Sledgehammer talking about how, oh, we went to this... um um, fucking shooting range and we used the authentic guns from the time and we had a historian come in and we are chatting to them about the time period because we want to be respectful about this time period because you know you got to treat it with kid gloves blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah 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 so on and so forth and then, and then at the, the very <laughs> end they <laughs> go here's a fucking zombie lads ha- have a bit of that co-op zombie fucking authentic you bet your ass it is and it's like okay <laughs>
0: Like, but it's a zombie, but it's in a perfectly a, recreated uniform. Uh, yes, so it, like, is a,
1: <laughs> it is a, a perfectly recreated Nazi uh, uniform with a zombie mean, in it.
0: That's powerful. Like, that's nothing new, really, right? Um, back to, back no, to no, I mean, zombie, like zombie mode
1: has been in there since... Yeah. Fucking Christ, I don't know. A long time, basically. But
0: there was... I mean, we've, we have talked about it at the time, but there was something about Battlefield 1 where people were I just... World War One, people seem to be more hesitant because it was mm. cause it was just just a egregious Needless. waste of life, yeah. yeah. Which I guess all wars are in a way, but like people seem to think World War Two is more okay to mm. you know. I think that's uh, th- th-
1: I think that's generally because media has covered it an awful lot more, yeah, and uh, like a lot of and I'd hazard a guess to say most of uh, films and games and yeah. whatever else uh, th- the war they focus on is World War 2 because it's like Nazis easy baddie Hitler easy baddie like yeah. that's that's what we can kind of play off here um, but I do I do think that people will be more mm. uh, kind of I don't know clued in to critique it yeah. on that level on the yeah. kind of like respectful level like I don't know the co-op and the zombies yeah. I mean it is it is separate and it is kind of I suppose the way they're positioning it is look relax will you this is a bit of fun fucking yeah. leave that over but where, I do think that if they get the story wrong I think people will people will go hard on them.
0: yeah I mean it's, it's Stephen W. Burns I think said, like, he, you know, like so often when developers try and they're trying to say, like, war is hell. like They end up accidentally saying, war's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, gun, you know, guns like, are the, great. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. the head count, you know, the headshots. Well, and all this, this kind is, of stuff.
1: This but, is the weird thing about about WW2 is that, like, throughout the years, right, as, as Call of Duty has gotten more futuristic and more yeah. kind of modern warfare, like, fucking... Um, custom paint jobs on the guns, 420, blaze it up, motherfucker, no scope, fucking like... Yeah. Um, fucking like announcer packs and Method Man and... Like, all this stuff. How do you do that in World War II's multiplayer? Yeah, you just... You, yeah. Do you do you not? Like, or do you... Because then you're, you're taking that revenue away from yourself, basically.
0: Well, Battlefield 1 have done an update where... They have, you know, they have different patches and stuff and you can have platoons with, uh, like, insignia that will end up on flags that you capture and and stuff like that. So they've kind of done multiplayer in a a period-appropriate way, I Mm. guess. I don't know. Um, But, I mean, having said all this, you know, stuff about, like, how people can respond to the historical treatment, like... I, I watched it and I was like, "That looks fucking awesome." Like, I was yep. still like, "Yeah, what up for this." Yep. So, um, so I am looking forward to playing a card game again because I didn't, I did, I couldn't be asked with all the future stuff. What was the last uh, card game you were interested in? Um, probably Black Ops one of the right. Black Ops. It's been a while. Did you not like the Kevin
1: Spacey one? No. I fucking
0: loved the Kevin Spacey did you one. You? Yeah, that was the first.
1: Call of Duty game I finished Really? Yeah Because I just I wasn't into It took For years and years I wasn't into uh, Just war shooters Found them very cookie cutter And Kind of I, I Just yeah I don't know Just very run of the mill But I am a massive Kevin Spacey fan <laughs> So I was like I'll give this a go And I was like He's, he's Frank Underwood And I'm fine with that <laughs> I am totally fine with that And I really liked it but, but, but I, like many others, am intrigued to see where they go with
0: the, the World War II approach. Boots on the ground, mate. Boots on the ground. Colin Mahan, you came in quite excited by a game you've been playing this week. I
1: did, yeah. Which um, is what? This game is a a lovely tale of a 17-year-old girl returning home and finding out about all the secrets that were kept from her as a child, all her family secrets. And that game is What Remains of Edith Finch. It's fucking brilliant.
0: So, What Remains of Edith Finch, as I understand it, is kind of uh, gone home esque in terms of you you know it's you're exploring a house and you uncover the narrative and, and that kind of thing. Mm. Is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah I mean yeah basically no really? it is it, but the thing the good thing about E the Finch is that it plays with genre conventions because yeah at the start it does seem very gone homey and it is look let's call it spade a small shovel it is but <laughs> but when you walk when you walk into the house um, your basically all your family has died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. is like this is this is the premise of the game. This isn't like a spoiler as such. Uh, but your all generations of your family have died, and you all lived in this massive house. Yeah, and uh, every time a family member died, their room was boarded up and never to be kind of entered again. Right? That seems like a very impractical way. Still, with it, <laughs> you should see the size of the house. They were fine. They were like, "Yeah, fuck it."
0: You're just making Throw the it. house smaller. You're fucking you're closing off. It like, what are you going to do if you're showing the house for sale, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you know, what's what are these rooms? Well, we can't show you. They're all bedrooms,
1: but definitely impractical. Yeah, uh, I don't think they were ever going to sell it. But like, if they were, it would most certainly impractical.
0: What but, happened? Like, what happened when someone had a kid? Did they build a new room?
1: It's just new room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because you see, some of these people that have died. Are people that Edith that were never in Edith's life, like they are her? I don't know, like grandfather or or like just people that kind of lived and died before her time.
0: The Winchester House is it which the? uh, I'm sure it's Winchester. Like you know, like Winchester guns. Yeah, like one of the female descendants of the Winchester family kind of felt haunted by the fact that her family had made guns basically mm-hmm. uh, and sh- and she saw a medium I think who said you will be haunted by everyone who's been killed by a Winchester gun uh, but to confuse them you have to keep building your house so she just like her house was being constructed on endlessly there were like fake staircases being put in and then taken out and then different rooms being boarded up and opened up again and weird wings being put on the house that's really
1: weird did you say I'm, I, I'm not familiar with that story that's kind like this is yeah like every time someone dies boards them up a new room's built whenever someone is there and because like edith is there to find out about the lives of these people She's old enough now mm-hmm. she can she can learn about the the stories of yeah. of the deaths of these people, but thankfully um when they built the house, they also built a lot of secret passages oh thank god <laughs> uh, which is which allows Edith to then enter the rooms of of the now deceased basically through little hidden levers and buttons and all that kind of jazz and each each kind of chapter or each person that you learn about learn about their death. You do so through like photographs or journals or letters or whatever within their room. Mm-hmm. Which kind of transports you back to like the there's it goes to like an interactive sequence where transports you back to generally speaking the events leading up to their death. Okay. Um and the way like the game is excellent in how it kind of plays with uh, kind of what the next one will be. Like, it's it's, they're all unique, all very different. They all vary in kind of interactivity and kind of length, I suppose. But they all just, as I say, they all feel kind of different. Like, there's... And it's very... Like, I don't want to give away too much because it is a short game. It's about two hours probably. But, like, there's there's one where it's like... It's this really well-laid-out interactive comic... That's kind of has a, I don't know, um, kind of are you afraid of the dark type of Ooh. goosebumps, kind of hokey kind of feel. Uh, there's one where um, there's one that has like a sort of how to describe it, kind of this isometric view where you kind of walk through this kind of like I don't know is it a kind of a Roman like city and it's fucking it it just it plays with Kind of preconceived notions we have whenever we turn on a game like this. Whenever we hear a voice at the start say, "I couldn't believe it when blah,", yeah. blah. and we're like, "Right, okay, here we go." I I, I know the beats that are going to happen here over the next hour and a half.
0: So it's kind of, it's that's a very new genre as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To play a, is it? Do you think the the actual story is good? Like, the, would the story be good without the way it it is? Discovered and played out in the game.
1: Yes, because again, unlike some other games that try and kind of say other games in this genre that really try and pull on your heartstrings and go, look, look, she's dead. Look, oh, isn't that just wicked sad, isn't it? Like this this will do that, but it also like even with like within some of the kind of the the sequences, the interactive sequences leading up to their death. Some of them can be quite funny or light-hearted or or just kind of, like, bring a smile to your face. Like, it's a very heartwarming game as well as kind of, like, sad. Because it is is dealing with the heavy topic of death, but Mm -hmm. it does so in a way that can kind of, like, can make you smile. It's quite sweet. Um, And, like... Yeah, as, as a story, I, I think it, like, 100% works. I um, very much enjoyed it. Oh. I was, like, cause this is also from, uh, so this is from Giant Sparrow, who did The Unfinished Swan, which I also loved, mm-hmm. um, which, again, kind of had similar, like, it, it did play with, kind of, conventions, uh, with the cool, the paint mechanic, which I fucking really enjoyed. But this, I, I think this is terrific. Like, because even the house itself is a, whilst well it has all these hidden doorways and all that kind of stuff, like it feels very real, you know. Like yeah. it feels like a a previously lived-in home. Like as you as you walk up the stairs, you see kind of pictures of of family members in pivotal moments of their life, or or even something which kind of like, which I kind of I don't know struck a chord with me was as you're walking in the back door you see like uh, a green wheelie bin for rubbish and a blue one for recycling and it's like those little touches are just they're really well done they're really well done like things on the fridge and uh, like say a takeaway menu on the the counter in the kitchen stuff that like is so relatable even though the house itself is fucking mental (laughs) With, uh, I don't know, just, just the peculiar architecture. But yeah, I, I, I think it is one of, one of the better examples of what the, the first-person narrative-driven adventure exploration game... FPX, <laughs> mate. FPX. First-person
0: uh, experience.
1: It's one of the better examples of that genre. I thought it was terrific. Nice.
0: Uh, I... Last week... I just want to mention it briefly, because I do want to talk about the prey demo as well, which I played. But I played uh, a preview build Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, mm. which is the new MVC. There hasn't been. I mean, there was a, a kind of collection released in the same year as the Avengers. Uh, but there hasn't been like a proper new MVC for quite a while. Uh and I think they are I mean, I, I enjoyed it, I had fun with it, but I'm not I'm not a fighting game aficionado, so I can't say whether Hardcore people who are really into NBC anyway would have liked it. But they're very, at least from what I saw, they're very keen to to get in, to tap into that fresh vein of Marvel fans. Yeah,
1: because I I, I was going to say that, like, kind of, it sounds like, like, I know you say you're not a massive fighting game fan, but you are a massive Marvel fan. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of who they're, well... Sort of kind yeah. of who
0: they're going for with this. So they, what they've done is um, they've lowered the barrier to entry a bit. Now I don't know if they've simplified everything in it. I, I from watching other people, they were they were doing loads of combos and all that kind of like a lot of detail, like manual input stuff. Uh, but they've done a couple things to make it just a, a little easier to get started. So there's uh, a universal. Um, Uh, manual input that does a combo, the same combo for all the characters. Oh, okay. So no matter, like, if you're picking up the game and you learn this combo, then you'll have an entry point to any character to to start playing as them, fighting as them. Uh, If you hammer the punch button, it will go into, like, an aerial to ground combo uh, to just kind of show you that you can do cool stuff. Rather than than just just, four jabs in a row. Uh, and there's a, there's an easy ultimate now. So there are, you can be kind of, uh, you can be like a not, you can not be an advanced fighting game player and still sort of feel like you are accomplishing something and feel like you're being kind of cool. Um, but I don't know how that, how, how it transfers to, to people that were in to were well into NBC anyway. So like I just does, really like fighting games.
1: Does that easy ultimate have the same effect as a not easy? I mean I don't.
0: No, <laughs> it's not. I don't think it's quite as powerful as the other stuff. But it's okay. I mean, I for as a Marvel fan from that point of view, I liked stuff like um, when you pair up Hawkeye with Captain Marvel, he'll call her Carol rather than Captain stuff. Um, just there's little stuff like that. It really made me laugh that uh, when. Uh, Captain America does his ultimate. He goes for peace while he's kicking the shit out of someone with a, his shield and stuff. <laughs> um, so from that point of view, it was fun. I had fun with it. Uh, but it, like even stuff like the story trailer has got shots that Marvel fans will recognise from the Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Like the bit where um, Hawkeye does a slow-mo firing an arrow at Loki's face. It's got like that shot in it, but at the bad guy and stuff. Yeah. So it's very... At the moment, very geared towards being like, "Hey, do you recognize this stuff?" Like, it looked at his whole <laughs> hey, you like Robert Tony Junior like, don't you? Yeah. So it's um, is is that clever? Do you think? Like
1: from your I think it's
0: very cleverly done, but I think they could also do with reassuring the original NBC fans as well at some point. Mm. Um,
1: like I mean, there are like there there are quite a few of uh, Marvel games mm. out. I mean, I don't know. Telltale of the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Um, There's another one I can't think of at the minute. Yeah. Um, But
0: it's just... It's it's all... uh, At the moment, all the stuff they put out is very Marvel. So it's got, like, a cinematic story mode and stuff, which they're pushing. It's got, like... It uses the um, Marvel Infinity Stones as a a new mechanic. Right. So you can use one of the Infinity Stones in a fight that give you different powers. It will have all six, but... um, Oh, you got to play with three of them. The time one is the best one because you can just warp through attacks. It's great. Um so it's all it's very Marvel and not a lot Capcom at the moment. Mm. So I just it, like I I had fun with it, but I was also like one of the only ones not using the fight stick kind of thing. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I get you.
0: So who knows. Mm. Uh, but yeah, definitely keep an eye on it cuz they're going to announce more of the roster soon, I think as well. Um but pray,
1: opening hour. I am very intrigued <laughs> to find out what you thought of the opening hour of Prey.
0: I really liked the opening hour of pray. Um, Boss. I mean, the the only thing I didn't like really was the sound. The music is very kind of quite keyed up, anxiety-inducing, kind of techno-y, thumping, there's a thing somewhere. Um, and it got very loud, and I it felt like it mixed up and mixed down randomly. Also, um,
1: oh, this wasn't, like, an issue with... Oh, it's, uh, like, kind of basically going, ah, oh, it's too tense. Like, this was actually, like, the sound just... It just didn't it seem was,
0: like it okay. was mixed into the game right, I guess. Mm. Um, but apart from that, I really liked it. Like, I, I thought it was really good. The, I mean, the, it did... Like I, I did get really kind of panicky and freaked out at some points because I used up all my bullets, and then I would just kind of walk into a room like a, a crazy person, just smashing all the furniture with the wrench, going <laughs> and like mm. just attacking random things, just to make sure that they weren't
1: just to make sure the mimics weren't there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I got really panicked, which I thought was good. Mm. Uh, I don't know how. I will do in the full game with all the traversal options and stuff, like the glue gun and jumping on stuff. Um, but cool. It's
1: cool, though, isn't it, the glue, yeah. The glue gun?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I quite liked it. Um, and I did like the look of it as well. I thought it l- looked great. looked amazing. Uh, and I do see where you're going with the Bioshock stuff as well. Because mm. you, you, you get a wrench and everything as yeah. well, and it just looks very kind of polished, and there's a lot of, like varnished wood and kind of slightly decoy, but not really yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah. but like yeah I thought it was great I'm really keen to see the full thing which is very close now yeah will be released fifth the fifth this Friday yeah so we probably I don't we'll have a review for release (laughs) (laughs) date don't think we'll have a review for release date yeah Um, it it would be because like
1: I like, like it would it would be nice to be kind of to be playing this game now because it's like by all accounts it seems to be quite meaty and also I think like I don't know is there much buzz from people outside of our bubble for Prey? Mm. you know I think yeah. like from that stand- standpoint they could do with more uh, more buzz as mm. it were
0: but but I mean it's by Arcane I fucking love Arcane like, and I liked all the stuff like. The, uh, the credits being on the buildings oh, and the openings, so it was oh, great. Oh, sweet
1: Lord, when I saw that, I was like, yes.
0: The, uh, the twist, which I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. I lost my mind. I, fucking, I lost my shit. I was like, what? <laughs> Amazing. So you should definitely, uh, you can grab the opening hour demo of uh, Prey. It's on Xbox, PS3, uh, PS4 even. Um, it's on PC as well, I believe on all the things. And it's a, it says open hour, but it's, you kind of, you get to a point and then cannot get past that point kind of thing. But you can then explore the previous areas as much as you want, pretty much. You were almost
1: a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you call me? Yes. Let's go forward. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. No! Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who... I I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and only you, Alice Bell, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop and then give me said answer clue number one.
0: Alright. right.
1: My first appearance in a video game came in the year 2000.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Clue number two. I have appeared in eight video games in total across a variety of platforms, including mobile. Okay. Alright, carry <laughs> on. Clue number three I like weird tattoos. Is that
0: like weird?
1: T- okay. Clue number four and playing dress up. But most of the time, I just settle on a sharp looking suit. Uh, uh,
0: uh blah, 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 blah. And stop, Cl- stop stop Alice Bell age of
1: 47 yeah well done excellent work Alice thank you um, so yeah uh, my first appearance in a video game came in the year 2000 of course Hitman I've appeared in eight video games in total across a variety of pl- platforms including mobile bit of a I just threw that in it's a bit of a red herring there of course Hitman going mm. on mobile uh, I like weird tattoos uh, was clue number three for a bonus point can you give me the number in the barcode on the back of his head no obviously not T- try
0: no I can't I couldn't no
1: literally pick a number there are ten of them alright as in like go digits zero incorrect right okay right, Okay. <laughs> um, clue number four and playing dress up uh, yeah because obviously that is in the game we get dressed up but most of the time I just settle on a sharp looking suit and clue number five there's actually been two movies based on me too. Some guy with the name that sounds like Elephant played me in the first one. I I, I was because I did, I thought you'd probably get it from. I mean, I thought you'd get it from the sharp-looking suit anyway. But yeah. I was like, if she gets this far, I want to bring her along, but not basically say Timothy
0: Elephant. Cheers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, congratulations, Alice. Thanks so much. Well done. I, I'm undefeated champion against myself.
1: You were indeed
0: questions this week uh, every week we tweet out from at videogamer.com which is our Twitter account asking for questions which we then discuss on the podcast uh, this week Mick underscore boss him, are you getting the Nier DLC um,
1: probably not actually uh, simply because I have a lot of Nier still to play so like like eventually maybe but right now, I would say no. All right,
0: there you go. Uh, Polyhedron Collider. Was the one game you wanted to love, but have to begrudgingly admit that it's not actually that good? Ooh. That's uh, a good one. Um, I mean, I can
1: tell you games I love that I know aren't that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if I'm honest with myself... I mean, I love Fahrenheit. I fucking love it. But listen, I mean, there are parts of it that are fucking very bad. Um, Like the sex on the train part or even heavy rain as well. Like I am. I love Quantic Dream stuff. But at the same time, you have to kind of hold your hands up and go. Yeah. All right. That part isn't great. I love Beyond as well. I thought Beyond Two Souls was great. Again. Parts of it, you go, yeah, that's not great. That's poor <laughs> enough to be fair. Um, but uh, I don't know, like, what, what yeah, that's hard. What 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 comes to your mind? Is there anything?
0: Uh, every recent Assassin's Creed game. I mean, yeah, they always have bits of them that I love, and I always really want them to be as good as they could be. And but just. Uh, I so liked what, the, the English one was on. I like Syndicate, yeah Unicy I can get on with because I couldn't tell which side I was on which is always a tricky one because with the French Revolution it sort of started off alright and then quickly got not alright <laughs> so it's like who are the good guys? <laughs> um, Jason uh What's the best movie to game adaptation you can remember? For my money it was The Return of the King on PS2 um, Movie to game is a tough one The Transformers game's I usually receive pretty well.
1: They're based on the cartoons, though.
0: True, rather Um, than the Michael Bay.
1: (laughs) Uh, I loved the two towers. I Loved the two towers. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah,
0: that one was really fucking good, wasn't it?
1: Excellent. And I loved. I think God of War did this afterwards with with three, maybe I think, or was it two? I don't know. But I think uh, because Lord of the Rings two towers starts like straight away. You put yeah. it, put in the disc and yeah. it's like, it throws you into the action and the tutorial straight away. No mm. menu, nothing. It's fucking great. It's really, it's done very, very well. Uh, that comes to mind. Uh, I mean, Aladdin on the Mega Drive was terrific. <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> Lion was King, King, great. Gates, yeah. The Stampede part was scary. Yeah. Um, like recently. See, re- I suppose recently it's kind of hard because, like, even a game that comes to my mind, Deadpool. Which I'm not saying is great by any stretch of the imagination. Deadpool. Do you know what? Deadpool works for the previous question. <laughs> Deadpool was okay.
0: I never played it and I wanted to, but it became quite hard to get a copy of it. Mm. I think. F- for a reasonable amount of money.
1: I might have a copy. I think. If I do. Cheers. I can I'll give have, it to I'll you a for it. a fee. Um, for a fee. But it's. See, Deadpool isn't. Well, see, Deadpool was before the films, was not it? Yeah, it was. To be fair, uh, but De- Deadpool is it has some very cool moments and how it riffs off of games, I suppose. Um, but it's uh, combat wise, is pretty cookie cutter. Uh, is there any other movie to
0: game adaptations you can think of? I mean, they're usually terrible, aren't they? Because they're usually an ill-advised cash-in. Like the Captain America one was fucking dreadful. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, g- I guess the Telltale. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy shaping up well, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that's all right, yeah. Um, McManus, uh, have any of you ever been drunk at work? Now, <laughs> I wouldn't say drunk, but we do we do crack the beers open on our, our new Friday night. I mean,
1: I mean, we we have we had
0: we had two each. I wasn't drunk, um, like. I was just segueing this, really, to to talk about our streams.
1: Sorry, sorry, I really. completely steamrolled through you. Carry on, pretend I didn't say anything. So
0: on Fridays from 5.30, we now are doing live shows uh, on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, where we will stream a game and drink some beers. Uh, we're currently, I believe, we're on the Budweiser store, right?
1: We're still on the Budweiser, store. If, yeah. if you
0: have any recommendations for beers, do send them in. We will, will take. If you want
1: to send us your kind of quirky craft stuff your home brewing send it in we'll give we'll it a go we'll review it
0: on <laughs> the stream
1: we'll give it a go we'll see what happens
0: yeah uh, what else have we got uh, let's do this one for the last one uh, Daniel Davies what red flags in a game indicate that you won't enjoy it uh, oh he's thinking what? what Ooh, that's that's very hard because I'm generally like too much inventory stuff like, too many layers okay, of, okay. like... Yeah, actually, I'm going to steal your one. <laughs> like, when, when there's too many things to choose from, I'm always a bit, like... Eh. Do you know
1: what? Spot on. Yeah. When, when there is just too much, when there is... Uh, because, like, like, for example, Minecraft, right? Yeah. I mean, wealthy men and women, congratulations, fair play to all of you. It's just not for me. Because... I, I don't want to make my own fun I want you to make the fun for me yeah. And I will judge that fun And I will decide whether it actually is fun or not yeah. But still I don't want to I don't want to create the fun <laughs> it's, it's, it's too much hard work uh, So yeah That or Kind of like A map that is just Covered in things just covered again, I suppose that goes back to the whole kinda yeah, too much to do. Where and it where it's just covered in absolute just, just busy work, basically. Yeah. Like the I, sa- the same six things over and over and over again.
0: But it's also just like Like I, I know it's sort of like you can do anything you want sort of thing. But uh I am an idiot. And should not be given too many opportunities to choose what I should do. Like, um Assassin's Creed for me st- like uh started to become less fun when it was like have an actual frag grenade. Like mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I like I really like Dishonored because I think that you do have options there, but you choose which route you want to go down a bit more and you're not just given all the stuff. I, li- I like, yeah, I like the Dishonored or Deus
1: Ex or I don't know, Metal Gear or that type of, like, here's your goal. Go on, work away. Do you know? Fuck, get into it how you want to get into it or whatever. Get into that castle that way, whatever. As opposed to, um like, that giving the player options in that regard, I think, is, is good. but
0: Yeah, but it's just, too, like, too many inventory options for me. It just, I don't know. I know some people really like it. I understand why. Yeah. I just, I... Caught in a I'm very indecisive so I you know you need to limit my options to like crossbow knife gun (laughs) fine there you go Uh, thank you so much for listening if you are VGBG you will be getting this podcast a day early and you also get a few minutes extra which we're going to record right now Uh, what are we going to talk about Colin (laughs) we'll decide in a minute we'll be great uh, Max will uh,
1: be becoming uh, three times world champion. I
0: don't understand that. Uh, we will also be doing a live stream Q and A for VGBGs on Thursday, and we'll be doing an extra podcast VGBGs every Friday as well. You get an extra. Uh, last week was column talking for almost fifty minutes about the Goofy movie being the best movie ever.
1: Ah, Goofy movie.
0: Ah, Goofy movie. I'm so sorry, Jesus. Uh, we're on twitter at videogamer.com this podcast is on soundcloud youtube and all the other and itunes and all the other requisite apps for podcasting uh, we are on uh, youtube at youtube.com forward slash videogamer tv uh, don't forget to check out the website because we do cool stuff on there as well that's kind of everything isn't it Colin <laughs> pretty much yeah, yeah. cover it on <laughs>